A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. You gotta put it up. You gotta put it down. Ladies, you gotta put it up and then you put it down. Ladies, did I tell you? I'm getting a divorce. Ladies, I'm getting a divorce. I could have gotten the couch, but now I'm just gonna get the sofa. It's my first Range Rover. (laughs) I could have got the dining table, but I had to settle up with the, the coffee. The chemicals do you good. Hmm? Mm, the chemicals mm, smell so good in here. It smells so luxe. Okay, one thing I have to say like before we start in on this episode is Erica's really telling on herself. How so? She keeps being like, I couldn't take, I could have taken that from the house. Da, 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 da. And it's like, stop talking about all your nice shit. If you're like, she must have known she was at least being like audited. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I want to read actually, we got a Patreon message from a lawyer. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, we're getting shut down. Yeah. No, I'm just, I kid, I kid. Um, let me find it. They've finally done it, guys. <laughs> finally. They've Yules shut down. Yules Yerby has finally come Yules through. Yules Yerby and her long COVID have come for us. 
triple long conk woman and her well we have to stop we have to stop because she's gonna I'm, i don't want to get another she email. will start yeah literally it does not take much no. okay we got a message from a lawyer for the rich and the wealthy and he's breaking it down in such a way that it has made me kind of reevaluate and take a step back from the erica hate train and like I'm looking at things through a new light, so I need to share so that everyone can get on this level. I thought you were about to be like, I'm considering a career in law. No, I was like, that would make my mom really proud. Yeah. It's something she brings up almost every time she sees me. Would you ever go to law school? Still? I'm like, Mom, I'm 37. <laughs> Babe, I run a podcast. I literally have a job and a career. She's so, still, wait, does she really, like, even to this she, day? Yeah. It's well, a question that she loves. She, it's a question I field from her often. I would say not, I just drooled on myself. I would say not every time, but it's, it's on her mind. Okay. <laughs> Which I love for her. Yeah. You know, never stop asking and never say never. I mean, my parents, thankfully, have given up on pitching alternate careers for me but that is i don't know if it will i kind of love i like it now i've stockholm syndrome to yeah. the question and it m makes me laugh yeah. so i'm like keep asking and maybe who knows who knows what midlife will bring hey kim um and it would be fun to be a trial lawyer just be a lawyer like a showboating trial lawyer comedian but i think that's actually hard for women but maybe i could be the first you could be the first the comedian slash female lawyer that's like a ball buster and and does and does stand up at night but doesn't but who doesn't get the kind of hate that other like ball yeah. busting lawyers like marcia clark yeah you could be the marcia clark of i would definitely do my hair like i have power hair in my so that is one thing working. The hair, you have very lawyerly hair. I think my hair with like a blow, with like a bouncy blowout yeah, or like a tight straighten. low, like chignon. Yeah. And like I could start like the suits. What if you had a messy side bun at all times while <laughs> what, being a just lawyer? Just like a total messy. <sighs> and <yeah>. pencil. <sighs> just you, a frazzled you just, attorney. You just come into the. Guys, I don't oh. know. I mean, I'd tell you. When they say bad hair day, can they I prosecute it. against that? <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Don't press charges Don't against this. Don't press charges against this messy bun. No, I would actually, I would come for blood. I would make no, people, would I would use my powers of legalese to make people truly regret ever being in my courtroom against me. You would legale. I would legale to hell and back. They'd call you Vlad the Impaler. What would I. I guess I would be like a prosecutor. I don't know. I guess. Or a public defender. Not enough money on this. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. Honey, I'm not going to law, putting yeah, you hundreds be, of thousands of dollars into law school. You gotta like, be, sorry, love them and respect them, and we need public defenders, but I don't know if I can live well, off of that. Well, speaking of. Big time lawyers. Let's yeah, get into okay, this. Let's get back to Sorry. like a real lawyer. A real talk. Okay. He says, podcasters hate him. Why this lawyer for rich people believes Erica Jane. That had my attention from mm. the jump. As a loyal listener who in my time, in my off time, 
is a lawyer for the ultra wealthy. I just had to weigh in on wow. Tom and Erica. She's starting. She's starting. <laughs> She's starting. So just a little background. I work in a major East Coast wealth center doing litigation primarily for very rich families and their businesses. And I've seen it all. A hundred million dollar paternity fraud claim. A vengeful ex stealing 20 million in furs and Hermes bags. Secret second families inheriting dad's fortune. Billionaire heiresses confined to insane asylums. So I'm hardly naive. Literally write a fucking book, babe. Literally my life. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Get me out of here. Mornings at the asylum. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, my take is that Erica wasn't in on it. Why? Okay. Literally the time that Tony picks up a bone that weighs like 50 pounds. He has no respect for what I do. He has no respect for legal. (laughs) Erica had no reason to question the source of Tom's wealth. As you pointed out, Tom was extremely successful and rich through legitimate means, even if he was also stealing on the side. His own testimony was that he had over $100 million in liquid assets at one point. There wouldn't be any red flags unless Erica was looking for them, and most people aren't. Er- Two, Erica's position as secretary of one of Tom's LLCs probably means nothing. It's very common and not nefarious to use LLCs within families and to give family members a ceremonial title in the LLC. But Erica almost certainly did nothing in connection with being the secretary and may not even have known about it. It also doesn't mean she was actually a secretary or involved in his law firm in any way. (laughs) The secretary of an LLC or corporation is a totally different thing than an administrative assistant, but I won't bore you with the details. Good point. (laughs) Three, the 20 million loan in quotes to Erica's company is concerning, but I need to know the timing. Did Tom give her 20 million in the months leading up to the divorce? If so, yeah, that's bad. It's also really stupid because it'll be immediately discovered. But if this took place over, say, 10 years, that just looks like Tom funding Erica's singing career, glam, travel, and shopping. And $2 million a year, aka 175 k a month, is not crazy in this world. I've had clients who can't get by on less than 500 k a month. <laughs> Goal. Are you kidding me? I, wanna, I love I literally, literally being like... like if I don't have $500,000 a month, I literally won't know what to do. I, I will, can't live. I will literally fall to the ground and stop breathing. I will go into a full state of clutch and not be able to unclutch myself because I cannot live my life. I will place of clutch until I'm in a coma. 300K? Not Forg- a, forget it. No, not enough. 5K or above. 500. 450? A half a million dollars a month or else I can't even get out of bed. I literally cannot live That's my incredible. life. incredible. I love it. Also, the $20 million figure came, I believe, from Tom, who claimed on financial statements he used, he used for a loan application that his firm loaned Erica's company the money. Maybe that actually happened, or maybe Tom wanted to make his firm's balance sheet look stronger so he could borrow more. How would a loan from the firm to EJ Global help that? When you loan someone money, that's an asset because ostensibly it will be paid back to you. So if Tom was in financial trouble and needed his firm to look stable so it could borrow money to stay afloat, he'd have every incentive to inflate the payments to EJ Global and characterize them as loans, even though they were really just gifts. EJ Global, Global, Global. I know EJ Global is a real corporate name. Coming to you from EJ Global. It sounds like a real like girl bossery. It EJ remi- Global. It reminds me of um, 
like big pharma companies that do those like summits where they have everyone out and unveil their new like painkiller. It's very MLM. Mm -hmm. While Tom had a long history of client complaints and lawsuits, I doubt Erica ever knew about them. Or if she did, Tom might've just spun it as the cost of doing business an excuse fair or not that many rich people use when they're sued. And why would Erica question that? So rather than scheming with Tom to keep their fortune and live happily ever after, I'd guess that Erica was scared, scared that Tom would try and lay blame on her. When she got subpoenaed about her assets last spring, maybe the wheels started to turn. Maybe Erica remembered that she did have some kind of role in his LLC. Maybe she vaguely recalled signing some documents Tom put in front of her. Maybe she thought about all the money she'd been unwittingly getting from him this whole time. If that were me, my blood would run cold. Maybe Erica also realized that Tom clearly wasn't being honest with her, and if she, and she if she couldn't trust Tom, she couldn't rely on him not to try and flip it on her. Mm. She might also not have wanted to be held responsible for Tom's behavior. And to be fair, she also probably didn't want to go back to being poor. What little we know about Erica is she's very defensive, untrusting person who is terrified of being vulnerable. Yeah, I can see her formulating and executing an escape plan the second she sees herself in danger, but long before she had a real picture of what was going on. Keep in mind, too, a lot of the lawsuits against Tom aren't brought by plane crash victims. They're brought by banks like Wells Fargo looking to recover funds they lent to Tom. I can't blame Erica for not wanting to pay Wells Fargo millions of dollars for Tom's fuck-ups. Yeah, that's true. I'd also add that the assumption that Erica and Tom were in on this together assumes a level of closeness we've never seen in their relationship. What I've observed is something like a business arrangement. She's arm candy and runs the household and stays out of his way, and he provides her with an insanely lavish lifestyle and indulges her hobbies. A pretty common trade-off, but that type of relationship isn't one where the spouses are going to confide in one another or ride it till the wheels fall off. You really think Erica would... And then it cuts off. (laughs) I love. I think he maybe. I love that. Yeah. In media res. I love. Um. Also, I was like, did Erica write this message? Yeah. Patreon. I'm like, if so. Mike wrote it. I love Mikey. it. <laughs> Mikey, her assistant, she dictated to him. Well, thank you to whoever that brilliant mind was who wrote this. But yeah. Um, love yeah, and light I... to you, my king. Thank you for. We asked for lawyers to weigh in. Yeah. We got what we wanted, and that really made me. I couldn't help but wonder. Yeah, it kind of makes me like, I, I, I was thinking about it more. Like, I was just talking to my mom about it, and she was like, Do you think we're being set up by Erica? And I'm, I said, Maybe, but I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of starting to, to feel like we all rushed into like hating on her too quickly. And I think, I don't know. I, I think it's possible that she was in cahoots with him and like just was like complicit and knew about it. But I also think I could very much see her being kind of oblivious to it. And then now just being like awkwardly trying to clear her name. Mm-hmm. And like, like, like that reader said, she doesn't like to be vulnerable. No. It's hard for her to be honest about like what's really happening so it's going to come off awkwardly and i think as we talked about last time like people love to blame to pile on a woman yeah and she's the more public facing figure in the relationship so it makes sense from that perspective that people would be like quick to pounce on her and it makes sense that he would find it easy to like he probably 
saw that to his advantage. Yeah. Like, oh, she's like a celebrity. And uh, now that he's like has Alzheimer's or whatever in quotes and like can't totally fend for himself, he looks even more weak and she looks even more calculating. Like, oh, this. This Jezebel. This Jezebel who, you know, like he can't be held accountable. But I think it's also to make it so that she is the one that's held accountable. And then like it takes the heat off of him. Yeah, like she's this money gobbling, like she she's just like a you know, this Cause <laughs> people want a witch in these situations, especially when it's like a public scandal, I think the public wants like they want the witch hunt and they want it to culminate in consequences. So if you can't yeah. do that with Tom because he's like faking Alzheimer's, then you can do that with Erica. And you get yeah. that like bloodlust satiated. Looking again at those photos of her filling up her gas, like I mean, they were funny and they looked. The timing was perfect. So it was right after that like damning ABC special. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I kind of felt bad for her. Mm-hmm. And this I is, feel this for is... her more. And then that, and then this reader mail and watching the show, like. I don't know, but then I think about like the guy who has burns on his body, and I think about his girlfriend that he lost, and then the guy whose mom died in the. Pl- and I'm just like, okay, that mm-hmm. I can't feel that bad for her because she, her life was being funded by the pain of others. So it's like, even if she didn't know about it, like it still doesn't make it right. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I'm. Or the pain of others contributed to her, her lifestyle in some respect even like a percentage yeah which is, so it's like you can't say the same for like you or me <laughs> no I, I mean <laughs> clearly not yeah um it's interesting though mm-hmm. but we'll get into it so i'm carrie i'm lara and you're listening to sexy unique podcast beverly, beverly hell's, hell's angels, angels. Yeah, so this is a good this is a good one. I like this episode. Mm-hmm, me too. I'm obsessed. Then we'll get to it, but I'm obsessed that they're relitigating the Sutton and Crystal interaction. And I honestly hope that they continue to do that every episode until the end of time. Well, that it was kind of egged on by Kathy made it so much better. It's truly like Thomasina. these minor things that happen on in the world of Beverly Hills specifically. Like I dipped out of 
RHOBH for a few seasons, but I know that like there was something with like underwear that happened that was truly like an NBD thing. Was someone accused of like not wearing underwear? Someone was like, I'll borrow your underwear or something. One I season. forgot. Yeah. It's like truly something that does not matter. But these women just like they need to see it from 500 different angles and dimensions. So you're into like. I'm into like. I'm into it. Like Lucy Juicy Apple Goosey. Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy was like manna from heaven to me. I could even, I wish Lisa was still on the show so we could just rehash it again. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, hearing about it was more juicy and like satisfying for me than actually seeing it drawn out for multiple episodes. The idea that (laughs) Dorit like inadvertently (laughs) sent a dog to like the death row the death to like its execution was like really funny to me i love like the thought of dorit getting that picking out that dog and being like a friend to bring home to pk and the children and jacks and then that dog like ferociously biting like everyone in the house like being an uncontrollable creature yeah that she was just like tried to find some rando friend to take it and then the friend even was like can't do and then it was sentenced to death only to be saved yeah at the last possible second by lisa like that is an epic saga it's epic and i and i'm sure the dog is in a great home like i love yeah but i i was a little that's where we defer is because like one or two episodes, I was like, all right. And then it started really dragging out. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and Teddy was involved. And I was like, I don't care at all about Teddy texting that terrible gay guy. Oh, who I works love at it. Vanderbilt I want Dogs. the more involvement, like the more tertiary characters that can ins- insert themselves into the situation and right. make it worse, the better. I think it's like. For me, it depends on the, the, the cast, the characters involved and the the i can do i can do banal Mm -hmm. trivial bullshit till you know the cows come home i'm all about it but there are certain ones where the fact that teddy mellencamp was involved i was checked out because i literally when she's a she's a human checkout yeah she's she's just not engaged she's just a joy thief and like the minute she starts speaking or her presence i'm immediately like i disassociate Mm -hmm. so like I think maybe that had something to do with it, but I get Fair. what you're saying because mm-hmm. there's been other times like this, like the Sutton <laughs> Crystal drama that I'm like, I can't get enough of Truly it. someone walking into, walking through a door has spawned episodes worth of trauma and, and drama and, and drama, endless drama, endless drama, literally knocking on a door to put a coat back in someone's room has become like. The crime of the century. Well, it's interesting. I think, like, even, like, the more neutral people, like, Garcelle or, like, even Kathy in this episode were also, like, okay, like, this is getting a little, like, Sutton wasn't trying to be, like, a peeping Tom. No. <laughs> so, I think, I think even, like, so we'll get to it. But, yeah. so we start off, I have to say... Crystal and Kyle are wearing masks. They're doing some kind of like Salvation Army Christmas thing, mm-hmm. like a donation thing. I don't know. I checked out. Then whenever I see a housewife in a mask, I gasp because I'm like, that's a sight I've never seen. Yeah. Because the housewives, you know, housewives of Dallas, like they don't like to wear masks. 
Well, yeah, and and Los Angeles is definitely over COVID was like a masked a masked city. Well, this is also at Christmas time when we were when in it was the dark truly winter. The second wave. The the the, the long winter. Mm-hmm. Winter was truly coming. Yeah, they start the episode off with like everyone's charitable endeavors, which I was like, okay, like it's interesting to see Kyle and Crystal really. I think they're bonding. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, I think they're, I could feel like they could become like besties. Yeah. They both have this similar way, like frankness to them. Yeah. And I think, and I Ka- think that's probably why Kathy is drawn to Crystal mm-hmm. is because she has like shades of Kyle. Yeah. I think so too. Um, Dorit and PK are talking and PK goes, I've got to go to London for a live stream at the Royal Albert Hall. For and Boy George. Like, fucking boy george that's like all he does right yeah is just boy george and he goes this is going to be the first time that we're apart she goes hello love no he's right here (laughs) but he got up there somehow (laughs) hello love bug what's new today love bug well i've got to go to that live stream at the royal albert hall in london i'm like you're gonna travel during covid for boy george i know internationally no less i like that their house is like very their house is like a vanderpump rules cast member mansion mm-hmm. like times a thousand they're the most vanderpump rules-esque people on housewives of beverly hills you're so right you know whose house scared me the most on beverly hills like to this day um the witch the witch carlton <laughs> carlton cavern like it weird was... bad porn house like in the valley somewhere like that freaked me out I miss Carlton. She was deeply unwell and unsettling. Remember Kyle's screensaver that just said uh, Larva? (laughs) Her computer got cursed by Carlton. And I told you, my best friend Matt and I saw Carlton at the Abbey once. Carlton, my favorite Carlton memory is just her getting carried out of a club on on like a stretcher or like a wheelchair after she like something went down. Something went awry on a night out on the town. And it ended with Carlton in hospital. In hospital. <laughs> PK is going to end up. He, do you think he had to go to hospital at some point for COVID? I don't know. I'm like, did they get vaccines early? Were they like. I don't know. I mean, he's a British citizen. I'm sure he, he, it was easier for He can for just him. go back and forth however he pleases. But I, again, I don't know how. Because it was. I know. I have a friend who's English and he's lives here. But like he was saying it was hard. To go like his family's in England and was in lockdown, and he was like, it was really hard to figure out a time to go. go well, back there. I'm sure PK has a private jet that he goes on. With who? With Boy George. Boy George has a private jet. I'm sure they rent a plane to take them across the Atlantic. Doesn't Boy George like live with them? I don't. I'm unclear on their Boy George relationship. I talked to him on the phone once. Really? I interviewed. You interviewed him. him? Mm-hmm. He was really nice on the phone. Seems great. He was very funny and he laughed a lot. And yeah. He liked my jokes. Well, that's all that matters in yeah. this world. He thinks I'm funny. Sutton picks Eric up in her Bentley. In and Hancock Park. They're really a duo that I can get behind. She gets in the car and Erica goes, oh, God, that's new car smell. I love it. Luxury. And they dri- they're driving to their next destination and some tourist van come, like, drives by them and some woman screams, don't divorce your husband, at Erica Jane. She goes, ha ha, 
I love that. And she goes, if I get a Bentley out of this divorce, I'll be lucky. Yeah, she says, Tom's a tough fighting motherfucker. <laughs> he probably is going to just take her for all she's worth. She's yeah. seen it happen with the other two wives. Well, yeah, so Sutton rents out a spa for them. I'm like, cool. Yeah. She goes, we can be mask-free in here. I'm like, well. Finally, freedom. It's like a cryo spa. There's this like kind of hot, bald gay working the reception. Mm-hmm. And it's just the three of them. I need a cryo moment. Sutton calls him girl. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, she goes one minute, right? And she goes, girl, and I can't take any more than that. <laughs> I'm obsessed. This is like a, what a good friend does mm-hmm. when yeah, you're has- having a tough time. Yeah. Rent a wellness studio, freeze you, and then heat you. Erica is trying. She is very painting a portrait of Tom, though. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she goes, I know how mean Tom is. And, like, this is all probably very true. But, like, she's definitely. She's that's singing a make, different tune than last season. That's what makes me a little how I feel. That's part of why I feel a little sus of her. Yeah. Because she's like, where was all this? It's, it feels like she's suddenly, I don't know. I mean, I get like, we never know the full story of like what goes on behind closed doors, but it just feels a little. It's opportunistic even vulnerability ta- at this point. Even in Tahoe, she was like, he's a workhorse, that man. What can I tell you? He's always working. I, I admire him a lot. And it's like, and then a week later she was, it, it would make more, I think. Unless she just found out about it and, like, immediately filed for divorce. Maybe. Or, but, like, if I knew I was going to leave someone and because of this, like, criminal situation or whatever, I would have, like, been dropping hints that the marriage was not good, like, before. But maybe it really did happen so fast. Like, these suits came in or there, some assets got frozen or something. And then she was like, wait, like, I'm Mm. fucked. We'll see. Yeah. I hope that this story continues. Like, I want to see. Mm-hmm. I need to see it all. God, it is dry as hell in LA. It really is. I'm fucking dry as hell right now. I've been drinking at least a gallon of water a day. Laura, Thanks. guys, Laura has a <laughs> some a, amazing gallon of water. I like, put it on my wish list, like... A month or something ago, and then one of the readers sent it to me, and it truly, this is the heaviest thing. It's filled with water. It's like a motivational water bottle, which I actually have responded incredibly positively to. Hydrate yourself. Remember your goal. Keep chugging. Feeling awesome. Don't give up. Almost finished. You did it. Like, it truly inspires me. We did it, Joe. She, Laura (laughs) looks very, like... Caper. Caper, caper, lighthouse, of caper, the lighthouse. But also, I'm like, take a sip right now. investigating a mummy. Like, you're in the movie The Mummy. I feel like a little hamster with my. Yeah, <laughs> you are. My jug. But it truly, like, and a- I've noticed that even I probably am drinking more than a gallon because I drink another water bottle when I'm working out that's like 50 ounces. And still, at the end of the day, I'm thirsty. That's that's this dry. That's LA, baby. That's LA. Draw dusty my dusty lungs. <laughs> You're very Dakota Johnson. T- tumbleweeds in my fucking yeah, but throat. it's so good for you. It's great, but I do think that drinking a ton of water actually makes you more thirsty. 
Yeah, and then you can like drown in yourself. You have to drink so much. You have to probably drink like three gallons of water to drown yourself. That was always like my fear whenever I did ecstasy. It was like, I'm going to get so hot. that Because I used to hear about that in like Dare. They'd be like, you can literally drink so much water that you drown. And I'd be like, oh my God. Like as if 10 years later, (laughs) rolling my tits off. As if your biggest concern when you're on ecstasy is like, I got to just drink so much more water. I I know that was always kind of, I mean, I drank water, but that was always kind of like, I feel like hyped up. Definitely. I would drink beer. Yeah. you dr- <laughs> That is like 75% water. Yeah. Like if you're drinking like a bottle, like you have to drink so much water to kill yourself from drinking yeah. water. It's like unreal. Anyway. The lies about ecstasy. They should just say like, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time and you're going to, but you're also going to want to kill yourself in two days. Yeah. And you might, you're really, it's a gamble. You're probably doing meth. You're probably doing meth and your brain will never, you'll never be as happy as you were the moment you took this, yeah. but it's a trade You might get addicted and then <laughs> you'll go down a road and eventually after years, you might have some holes in your brain and, and you'll your, fight for the dopamine, the shred of dopamine that you have left. And your face will look really strange. But enjoy. But it's really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, what were we saying? Crystal's kickboxing Ugh. with her trainer, who with looks Rashad. awesome. I want him to come to my house. Same. I want a session. Um, she's talking about her eating disorder again. Her daughter comes out. Zoe, kind of a terror, but I love her. She says Crystal refers to her as a mini Crystal, and like she's like a challenging child. I think because it's just it seems like Zoe's always having meltdowns, and you like can't be too forceful with her mm-hmm. because it'll just end up nowhere right, right, right. so yeah. you have to just kind of like let her spin out mm-hmm. but i was i don't i found it heartwarming and then i was also like poor Zo- like i would not want to be a kid and then have that captured on tv for the I world know. to see and then later you're just like great her son is cute he comes out he, d- he does some boxing zoe stands on the patio and she screams you're all so stupid <laughs> you're so stupid Stupid! <laughs> yeah! I was loving that. Second child. A read. Erica's in a cryo chamber, standing like a true extraterrestrial. <laughs> Fully terrifying moment. Like she's in she's... the movie Alien, like in suspended hibernation. Yeah, she's Mister Freeze. She's literally, <laughs> and she's in there for like seven minutes. She's like, I'm a very cold person. It's easy for me to do this sort of thing. I'm like, okay. Have you ever done cryo? No. I'm dying to cryo. I mean, I've done like ice baths at the spa, but like that's different. Oof. Yeah, that's that's hard though. A dip. Did you sit in it for a long time, or do you just do a dunk and then I do get a out? dunk? Yeah, I've never like sat in freezing cold for an extended period of time, and I think it would be quite amazing. I mean, when I swam outside in like cold summer mornings, the pool would be not freezing. The same but it's not the same. Ice. I don't. I would maybe do it, but I'd be more, I feel like I'd be like Sutton. I was always, like whenever I swam, I was always like on the deck, like in between sets, like shivering. Mm-hmm. I just never liked the cold. Yeah. I like. I like it hot. I like it hot. I love a sauna. I like a sauna. They're both like, saunaing and then Sutton goes, okay, I have to ask. And Erica goes, go ahead. I love like her full face of makeup is on right on the verge of melting. Yeah, she's like <laughs> keeping it. It's like it's like a 
It's like a cloth. She's leaned back, I think, to prevent the melt. Go ahead. Go ahead. And Sutton was like, are you mad that Tom didn't come see you on Broadway? And she goes, yeah, I am. I love her then. This is a perfect tee up for Erica because there's nothing she loves more than spinning tales of her days on Broadway. Yeah. She goes, a lot of the reason I was on Broadway is because of the payout. I was like, you were in Chicago, like a show that Lisa rented in. Yeah, like, you were in Chicago Ashley that Simpson. people come to the Port Authority <laughs> to go to, just to see and then go back on their bus. Like on Broadway, sure, but also like, let's take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. And then, when, a lot for, of the well, also first when they walk into the sauna, Erica goes, Sutton goes, oh, I love the sauna. And Erica goes, I used to have one. I have one. Well, yeah. used to. And I was like, shut up. She's in a cabaret of, she's like practicing her divorce cabaret. She is, but also like there's an FBI agent just being like, all right. Sauna, $6,500. Yeah. Great. You used no. to have one. Well, she doesn't anymore. So I guess it's good that she's saying what she used to have. Yeah, that's true. And like is kind of being forthcoming with like her current belongings. That's why I'm like, and I get understand she's she's cunning and she's she's being smart, but that's why I just don't buy that she's fully was oblivious. I feel like you can be a little of both. It seems like she's like, it seems like she's certain she's being recorded, and like obviously she is, but like she's like, used to have one, don't have it anymore. Well, her legal team probably told her like has briefed her on what to say and what not to say. Totally. I'm you like I'm fully team yeah, America you're like now. I've fully, gone you're, completely to the other side. You're you, you're a social media community manager at EJ Media. Mm-hmm. Or what is it? They've hired me as a consultant to like put a positive spin on things. Is that what it's called? EJ Global. EJ, you work at EJ, EJ Global. 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 Yeah. EJ Global like makes you. I'm a marketing go- guru for EJ Global. EJ Global makes you go door to door selling coupons, which mm. is the first job interview I ever had. They, <laughs> they wanted me to do it. And Didn't you run out of that one? I left. I said I had to go to the bathroom, and I ran out. <laughs> <laughs> and they called me like eight times. Oh my god! They probably, they're living in a world where you disappeared from the face of the planet, like you got abducted mid interview. I wonder if they're like. I wonder what ever happened to that. <laughs> They guy. literally have no idea. It's that like a story man. they tell over and over, like the myth of the man that came in and then he went to the bathroom and never returned. The gay, the, <laughs> the, the gay, gay man who, who arrived bathroom. in a Nissan Rogue and then <laughs> fled, and then was literally abducted and like in Morristown, New Jersey, in Maple Shade. Never they have no again. idea where you've been. It's been like the myth of the office. No, I. You would not believe. I was in a. The hell of Mount Laurel and like some terrible. I, we can't even get into it. We can't. But, but it. I respect it. Thanks. It was not the right fit. But I like, love them being like. Someone's like, ah, I'm just gonna use the restroom really quick, and then some old person hobbles by and they go, be careful in there. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there's like they want. They were like, so we thought we could start now. Do you want to go like drive to a neighborhood right now and like do like a shower now? session? They wanted me to go like. To a neighborhood in Mount Laurel and sell coupons. I need at least, like, if I'm going to interview for a job, I need at least, like, two weeks to just, like, mentally prepare for 
I was like that kind of endeavor. So I was like, um, yeah, let me th- let me just go to the bathroom and then I and then I left. <laughs> I love that you got the job. Oh, they were like, you're hired, but but they were they would have hired like my nephew. They would have hired Tony. Yeah, they would have hired your dog. <laughs> He'd be great. <laughs> He'd be awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Tom didn't come to see Erica. She's like, it was really hurtful. It deeply hurt me, and then I had to pretend. I had to pretend on the reunion that and cover for him. I remember that on the reunion. It was like, okay, made sense. Yeah. Then COVID hit, and he couldn't come. Remember her like dramatic video where like, she's like, the lights of Broadway are off. <laughs> she a strange time. really soaked up the Broadway oh, sun. Yeah. A lot of the reason I was on Broadway is because of the payoff. And... Um. We cut to Garcelle's. Her house is great. Yeah, it came together. Her chef is making fried cauliflower, and I just want to, like, stick my jaw on it. Yeah. I just want to go like this. I just didn't want to fuck it. I was like, I get that. I do want to fuck it. It looked so good. I want to just go like this. It's, like, covered in dough. I was like, I wrote, what the hell is this chef making? I need it. I need so many things from this episode. I need a cryo sauna followed by a plate of fried cauliflower made mm-hmm. by Garcelle's chef, followed by a spread at the Huntley of appetizers. Mm. Garcelle's sons talk to her about like her dating again. They're really cute. They're teens now. I feel like they grew up so much. Like yeah. they went from like children slash preteens to like full blown teenagers. I was like into the kids this up. Usually I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to see the children. Like, mm-hmm. get these. Cause, but in this episode, they were all like charming. They were great. Um, Kyle the goldfish died. Kyle yeah. Bovee. I <laughs> love that name. Her son jokingly says, You love me. You don't need anyone else. Which I was like, I was like, guys, you got to buckle up with a little therapy. Fix this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if he was like trolling her or not or if it was. I think it's like partially a troll, but also I'm like, I, it's always weird, I think, to see a family have this kind of conversation on camera because it's like yeah, what are you sensitive to- and inappropriate. There's, they were such, I know those, I knew those teen, those guys when I was a teen, mm-hmm. they were such like charmers and like, like at one point Garcelle says it's their chef's birthday or it was their birthday and, and the guy's like, oh, happy birthday. I didn't know it was your birthday. And the other one goes, mm, happy birthday. And it was like, they're such like rich teens mm-hmm. who like don't really, they're just, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. I get it. Like a little Eddie Haskell. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Erica picks up Rinna. Rinna. And they start driving. And she's like, I was at Garcelle's place, which is actually really pretty. And I was like, would would it not be? It kind of seemed TBD last season when, because it was still under construction. Yeah. It was just like a, what's going to be like the final product. That's true. And then now it's like a cutie. 
Um, and Rinna, they just talk about gossip. And apparently Tom has been seen with another 60-year-old blonde. Was that the is that the same woman that remember when Erica like posted all those text messages between? Yeah. So it, I wonder if that's the I woman. Think it was. Erica's like, she goes, huh? I wouldn't be surprised if he's pounding around. So maybe he, his long love of his life has just been this like woman who's closer to age to him than still like twenty years different. Yeah. Like, yeah, twenty five years or something. His ride or die. I love it. Um, And then Erica, I guess, was rumored to have had flings with Gleb from Dancing with the Stars and Scooter Braun. And Army Hammer. And Army Hammer. Which she didn't mention. And I was like, that's because they're probably fucking right now. Yeah. Um, Gleb from Dancing with the Stars, by the way, is hot as fuck. Yeah, they all are. Yeah. Scooter Braun, though. Pass. Um, Rinna brings up that Amelia, her... Her spawn is potentially with Scott Disick. This is the best thing that's ever happened to Lisa Rinna. She's acting so like, yeah. I'm like, you love it. Loves it. You want to be in that Chris Jenner like power. Well, also, it's just like more fame and attention. Yeah. She, but she's, she's acting so like, yeah, I don't really want to. I'm like, Rinna, shut the fuck up. You're so, ex- you're thrilled. You're like, literally, when are you guys getting married? Mm-hmm. You want them... Milk yeah. it for all it's worth. I mean, I, isn't she trying? Is she getting a spinoff with her daughters? Probably. Did she I just, read but, that? It was like happening on E or am I just like totally <laughs> no, hallucinating? No, you're right. It, it is happening. Okay. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. But I'm like, ready. Do you know what I mean though? Like she's acting so like, it's like, yeah. what can I do? They're crazy. But it's like, Rina, this is the best thing that's happened to you in so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is the best thing you have going for you because you bring nothing else to the table on this show anymore. Yeah. Um, Erica, she was with Tom when he was 61 and she was 28, damn. which I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, Erica's like, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? I was, I was the Amelia of that situation. 28 with a 61-year-old. That ain't right. Erica and Lisa go to a store called Haven. Yes. Which is just, I guess, like a odds and ends gift shop that is like only selling Christmas gear because it's the holiday season. But it was selling candles and scent diffusers. And I was like, bring me there. I am unclear on like Christmas decorations. Mm hmm. Pretty much, period. Just for my, as a thing for myself to like buy, Mm -hmm. I'm like, who what why where when how you know erica is trying really hard to like be one of the gals right now because she's wearing things that she would never have worn like she's wearing a christmas hat mm-hmm. a santa hat and she's like what about this one? Oh, i need to, i don't have anything for my house my little home my little and she's but she has she looks crazy and like or or normal or with that like embroidered pillow yeah but she never i feel like erica in the past would never have been caught dead wearing like a santa hat nor would she go to haven but now she's like fully like i'm just trying to make my house smell like christmas a little well now she's in a place of haven yeah um okay i just have to say this love kyle he has personal decent style Mm-hmm. Her house looks like Sir. Yeah. She is. I'm, the house is 
terribly decorated and it's unbelievable. It's such a beautiful house too. And it's just a travesty what she's done with the decor. There's like a Buddha and no. No, it's truly, it's a, it's a total place of Nunca for me. I just had to really, I just had to say that and like, I don't want to judge anyone's, I don't like to like trash what people have in their house, but. I see you and I honor you. And I also see what you see with that house. Because it's not good. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sophia or Portia's getting bat mitzvahed, which I, f- I always forget that they're Jewish. Yeah, me too. Portia's so big now. She's really cute. She's so cute. And honestly, like they have Sophia, the other sister, come and like surprise her. And when Portia was crying and like wailing, I started to cry. Yeah, so Sophia goes to school, I think, at Georgetown or GW, and she hasn't been home because of COVID, and Portia's been, like, they're really close. They're, like, the closest out of any of the girls in their family, and Portia's been really lonely, and then, because, you know, for winter break, they told her that Sophia wasn't going to be able to come home, and then she does come home, and then they look, and she's outside waiting, and Portia has, like, a full meltdown, and it was really cute. (laughs) It was unbelievably she fell to the floor scream crying yeah like she was like i can't breathe and like then they do a flashback of when they dropped sophia off for college and they were like portia cried in the car the whole way back and it guts her in the backseat going ah like i love how expressive she is and emotional i mean honestly mauricio's crying like kyle was crying i was like i'm crying too i'm part of the family I'm a I'm a I'm a Umansky right now. Me too, Lara Umansky. But Portia crying was my sister crying after she went with my parents to drop me off at college. Really? My older sister. She cried. He's not ready. She, apparently, she was saying <laughs> he's too young, and she was right. I love that. She he's knew. Not ready. It's really sweet. It's really. But they really... can't they can't hang because she has to quarantine for two days. You know they probably just hung out later yeah. that night. They were just saying in front of the cameras. Yeah. Well, first, can I just say, Dorit has some portrait put up on her wall oh. that made me deeply sad. And Ooh. I questioned everything I knew to be true about the world in that moment. She puts up a shocking piece of art. <laughs> it's her wearing this kind of like... She looks like Caroline Calloway. Frida Kahlo, like, but white woman Frida, like... It's really, it's really wild. She also looks... That's possessed. not her. I was like, who's that woman? Yeah, it's like an airbrushed journey. She has like a Medusa earring on. The whole thing the whole, from top to bottom was completely ill-advised. And the fact that it's now like hanging in her home. And I remember <sighs> she was like, a lot of people have uh, their portraits in their house. And I don't love it. But now I have this one and I love it. And I was like, dude. Yeah. Now I have this one and I love it. It's a sir. It's also like, yeah, it's ve- very Vanderpump. Listen, but it was also and for her, it was a serve. So. She's empowered. She's like so empowered by this piece of art. So I'm happy for her and love this for her. I'm shocked still. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can. There needs to be like, you know how someone made up the word chuggy for like 
a certain aesthetic, Mm -hmm. there needs to be a word made up for like that kind of Vanderpump aesthetic that like is embodied by like the personal decor choices of like the cast of that show. It's also Lisa does it. Dorit is doing it with her house and this piece of art. Like there's, I'll think of a word or we'll think of a word eventually, but like that is a very specific kind it's, of vibe. Yeah. Farmhouse, Chevron. Um, Chevron. That's it. That's the name of the, the genre. Yeah. Like gasoline. It's yeah. Like but that's station. like also like a pat, a pattern or whatever. No, I'm, but I'm saying it also. It like encompasses it, that. It, it, for some reason it rem- it's, it does evoke gas station <laughs> gasoline because I want to take a gasoline canister and pour it Shh. over all of that and light it aflame. I've run the pattern vertical blinds. It's like a, no, it's not vertical. It's, it's like not vertical blind. It's like, it's rude. Yeah. We'll think of some, we'll think no, of, I'm, I'm just, that's not the name. I'm just saying it's to me. I feel it's very rude. It's an attack. It's an attack on the senses. It's a violent, Attack on my sensibilities and everything I stand for. What? Oh, I thought I just felt an earthquake. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> you just hear. <laughs> He's doing his little thing where he bites down on the corner of his bed and then sucks on it. It's so it's cute. Baby. He's like self-soothing and yeah. he nurses himself. Yeah, so Crystal's getting ready. She's waiting for Kathy to come pick her up, and she's snibbing with Lucy. Well, there is a moment where she's like, "Oh, are these brownies?" And then she's like, "Can I? Can I have some?" And Lucy's like, "Sure." And then Crystal's like, "I just, I don't eat enough." And the way her housekeeper looked at her, she looked like she was like, <gasps> "I think she was taken off, like taken aback or like caught off guard in that moment because maybe it's like an unspoken thing in their household or like it's a hot button issue clearly but there was like a a moment of like pure fear in her eyes where I was like what does she like what does she know it kind of felt like a veep moment it was very veep like just look like she was like and then it passed and then she ate the brownies the brownies look great made me want a brownie yeah Kathy comes together and she's again wearing a blazer and jeans. I just wrote, she just looks perfect. Yeah. She goes, oh, should I have dressed up? My God, now I feel underdressed. She's like, mwah, mwah, mwah. I'm going to give you an, I don't want to mess up your makeup. Sutton is wearing an insane outfit, but it's also amazing. Yeah. she's Because you know her like tie costs 10 grand. Yeah. Erica drives over with. Rinna. Rinna and she has had steak for every meal. I was like, she needed a blood feast. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I crave iron. Give me a steak. I gotta have steak again. What if Erica slowly succumbs to v- vampirism? I mean, I could see it. Like, what if she's like over the course of this, like, like at night, she's like feeling an urge to go, like, like she drives out to like a farm somewhere, like on the outskirts of LA, and just like drains a goat. It's like that movie Raw. Did you ever see that? No, but I wanted to. Oh my God, it's so good. I think it's a French horror movie. It is. And it's about a girl who's like 
kind of slowly becoming a cannibal. Mm-hmm. And that is Erica's exact journey. We know Luca Guadino is doing a cannibal movie. Thank God. We need more cannibal content. With Timmy Chalamet. Love. Timmy. Timmy. Um, so Erica's like, I've had steak for the last three meals. She's like, why not keep going? We had to pre-order and I ordered a steak and mashed potatoes. Brenda's like, I got the shrimp tacos. And then Erica's like, I got the steak and mashed potatoes. She goes, that sounded good, but I didn't order it. But it's like, we know why, Brenna. You literally pretend to eat on camera. <laughs> I had steak last night, had it for breakfast, had it last night for dinner. Thought, why not? Just have it again. <laughs> Jeez. There's this TikTok I sometimes go back and revisit <laughs> called Steak Model. And it's this girl being like, who's like, just goes and eats steak. She goes to like steakhouses. And Does she's she like, do like the steak challenge at the steakhouse? Or no. she just likes to go have steak? A lot of the reason I ordered steak is because I was craving blood for the blood payoff. Le- Rennie goes, ah, that's great. Ah! <laughs> for the blood payoff. <laughs> a lot of the reason, the blood moon's coming up and I, well, I thought I'd get a head start on the blood feast. Blood will be spilled in the streets of California. Lisa's like, what? And she's like, wow, that's crazy. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, you'll, nothing. You'll see for yourself on the blood moon. <laughs> so everyone shows up to the Huntley, which is completely empty except for these Them. women there. Where is the Huntley? I guess in Santa Monica. These women. These women. Yeah. These women go into the Huntley. These women going to the Huntley. Um, there's a whole appetizer spread. Everything looks fucking incredible. And then they all, Rinna has her moment in the sun where everyone turns the conversation to mm-hmm. Amelia Gray and Scott Disick. Yeah. And everyone gets to weigh in on it. And I love Kyle. He's too damn old. <laughs> He's got three kids. But she can say that because she's besties with Chris Jenner. Yeah. And this is like, I thought about, I thought about reaching out to Chris and being like, so about that. Oh, well, Lisa actually starts it. She goes, so if I meet Scott Disick, do I have to call him Lord? Yeah. And Kathy goes, yes, you have to bow down and do a little curtsy. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. She didn't know who she, I don't think <laughs> she, she does not know who she's talking about. And then everyone weighs in on their, like what they would do if it was their daughter. And I love getting everyone's perspective. Erica goes, can I have a hot toddy? I'm like, God damn it. She loves a hot toddy. Erica says she wouldn't care. She was Amelia. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, absolutely not. She wouldn't allow it. Garcelle says, no fucking way. Sutton says she'd take away her daughter's phone and lock her in a room. And then Kathy goes, I have to tell you. As a woman with a child in the spotlight, could be worse. And then Garcelle brings up kind of a sweet story about her, her older son who's had struggles with addiction, like married a woman who has three kids. Yeah, and had a kid with her. And it, it's like changed his life. Yeah. So she's like, now I see them as my grandchildren. And it's been the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. I so love that. And everyone was like kind of crying. Um, I love Kathy. She goes, about the Scott and Amelia thing, she goes, so, is it Mazel Tov or not? <laughs> and, then, and I understood exactly what she meant by that. Yeah. Is it like, like a- I fully translated, and I was like, oh, that's incredible. Like, is it Mazel Tov or not? Yeah. And then... She goes, what does Mazel Tov mean? And then Dorit's like, it means 
And then she goes, is it Merry Christmas? Happy celebration? And Dorit goes, no, it means like, congrats. I love it. It means a world of things to Kathy. Happy celebration is my favorite. Mm-hmm. They um, sit down to dinner and they all kind of start. And Kathy, she's starting today. Kathy's in the mood to stir some cauldron. Yeah, they start to talk. Well, I guess Garcelle's on Bumble dating three men at once. So, like, go off, queen. Yeah. Of course, Erica's like, well, I'd have to get on there. They'd have to show me their bank statements and prove that they're making a worthy income. They had to send me a check before they can get this blue check mark, she says. Love that for her. Yeah. Kyle says she had to write Mauricio's grandma a letter, like explaining herself and like justifying her love for him which i love yeah she said that uh mauricio's grandmother didn't acknowledge her presence she just ignored her wouldn't even look at her and then she goes and then i explain like i love your son more than like anyone ever will and it changed everything and then kathy goes well now i want to cry <laughs> i love hearing that doogie oh, you did, doogie you did good doogie <laughs> and then does she okay? So then, does she just turn to oh Sutton like sings something? She breaks into like a miniature song, and she's like, "It's beautiful." And she actually then, has a good voice. She's, I mean, I love like a random song like mm-hmm. moment. And then Kathy turns to Sutton. And she goes, "That was really nice, little Thomasina." <laughs> And everyone goes, Thomasina. I she truly goes, was like, Thomasina, like, what is she talking about? And then she goes, well, you know, C- Crystal was telling me about the, uh, the incident I, that you were talking about, at the, the thing I wasn't at, where you felt kind of violated. She's a peeping Tom. A peeping Tom, but a female version. So Thomasina. <laughs> it's like, this woman is a fucking genius. Everyone starts cracking up and Sutton's face just drops. Sutton is not down with the Thomasina yeah. lol. Well, I, I, I was talking about uh, what you said to Crystal in the car about her feeling like a Thomasina, a peeping Tom. That was beautiful, Thomasina. That was beautiful, Thomasina. <laughs> and she goes, I thought that was kind of funny to, to, to say, uh, you know, that you felt violated. How's my Kathy? I love it. It's great. I... I just wrote LOL. Kathy stirs it up. Kathy just completely stirred the pot all it took is one word that's true power you did good thomasina (laughs) it's so random it's so random and she just makes things up in her mind and then says them and they're incredible she makes it sound like it's like an idiom yeah like like it's like in the vernacular we all knew it is it mazel tov or not well you know i was talking about uh what (laughs) crystal said (laughs) <laughs> everyone starts like you sound like chris farley me <laughs> yeah like, good i love it um so then we get to go oh. dive right back in but this time we're looking at it through a lens of violation which i think is an important lens to talk about Sutton's just like i feel like my name, I have to like really salvage my reputation right now and save my name because I'm, I'm being, it's making it look like I like went in and like violated, violated you. you like sexually or like yeah. was being a creep. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and it did not happen like that. And then Crystal's like, Kathy goes, well, she, she said in the car that she didn't think. And then Crystal's like, I don't think that you were 
trying like let's get that out of the way and she goes i know but when you say the word violate violate, it makes it seem like in this in this very sensitive time especially that like i've done and like garcelle like they all bring up like in this kind of era of like me too and cancel culture like it's it, it is you have to be careful I love just arguing over the meaning of a word and then Mm. having like definitions thrown around. Yeah. Because I think Crystal did try and paint it as like Sutton did like a really weird thing that like. Yeah. Look, I could have seen she could have just left it as like I am vulnerable about my body and like being showing my body to people I don't know that well and like when she kind of came into my room and like didn't give me time, like it made me feel a little violated. Like my privacy was being violated. Mm -hmm. That I get that. Like that's like, especially if you have issues and like body dysmorphia and like eating, just like I, that makes sense. I totally understand that. But the way she was framing it was like Sutton went in there to be like, Hey, (laughs) Hey girly. Me. What are you me. doing in here? What are you a doing in naked, here? naked time? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did I take off my shirt? You know, but like, it, she kind of, she did sort of imply that it was like a pervert kind of moment. But I think, if she like, a just... calculated perverted power move moment meant to make Crystal feel like totally small and self conscious and powerless, and like that is truly not what it was. But if she had just said simply, "I have issues with my body and how." I want and like what I show to people and like I don't know Sutton that well so when she came in I felt like my space was violated yeah I was I freaked like, out I would have been like I get that I think the problem is too like she's not she's not owning her side of the street and mm-hmm. it's like as as far as what her feeling like her feelings are and like what baggage she's bringing to the table in that kind of interaction yeah and being like like you said like i'm i'm really triggered and weird around this so like when that kind of stuff happens i react this way that's like unique to me and my experience and it and is trying to make it more about like sudden's a fucking freak like try out to get me and i think sutton if she had just explained if sutton had just never brought the coat we wouldn't even be like but then but then we wouldn't have gotten this i know but sutton i think if she had just explained that to sutton sutton would have been like okay i understand that that's and it's not irrational that's how you reacted and i have to respect that yeah and i i apologize for and that's and it could have just been that could have just been it yeah, but I mean, when you, if someone does something that's like totally normal, but then you have a reaction to it, like There's... that's your problem then. And then you need to figure that out. It's not like someone like did, it's like, right. It's, she's just like victimizing herself. Well, it's like that reaction is... And eschewing any personal responsibility for her own feelings. And those feelings are valid, though. That's yeah. The, that's the thing. It's like her feelings are valid, even if like it, it isn't what happened, like the intentions behind it weren't what she's feeling. Like her feelings are valid. That's okay. She should just acknowledge that and be like, this is how I perceived it. And this is how I felt it probably was exacerbated by my own issues with my body, which is perfectly 
understandable Mm -hmm. and i get that and i i understand that like being naked and like it's it's vulnerable so like i get that but she's she chose to to use words that sort of implicated her painted a picture of like this predator (laughs) who truly she's a real dog that one i know who tried to like and sutton's annoying um don't get me wrong she's i think she's deeply annoying but like i'm obsessed with her but she didn't she wasn't like some scallywag going into like no she's just like insecure and wanted to like have a moment do something that was truly an annoying thing and unnecessary to make someone else like her a little bit and in that misguided moment she Mm -hmm. walked herself right into a place where she then got like me too'd by crystal (laughs) Which is truly why you just shouldn't operate from a place of desperation. Mm-mm. Just leave it. Leave the coat. Leave it. Sutton. Leave it. Leave it. Sutton's like, you know, I moved two weeks before Tahoe. Again, moving is she goes. So I was, a, I was in kind of a fragile place. So for maybe I could see like that could have attributed to like why I was being so sensitive on the Tahoe trip. And Kathy's like. But she goes, but I wasn't a peeping Tom. I wasn't Mr. Poppins. I wasn't a peeping Tom. I wasn't in there like Mr. Poppins. And then (laughs) then Kathy goes, who's Mr. Poppins? (laughs) And everyone cries again. (laughs) Kathy is literally like doing dinner theater. Yeah. Who's, but she's genuinely asking, who's Mr. Who's Mr. Mr. Poppins? (laughs) I was like. This is how she. I think it's like Mr. Pop in, but that's also not a thing. No, no one's really. They're all saying things that sound like they're all saying things that like they're just. A, this sounds like it's a saying. Yeah. Mr. Poppins is not. Mr. Poppins is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Kathy goes, I have to be real with you. Before I went on the Tahoe trip, I, I called I called Kyle and I said, Kyle, what have you got me into? And she goes, <laughs> but I. But I, felt, I was scared. I was scared. <laughs> and then she goes, but I felt safe because I had my sister. And then I had Erica, who I'm, I'm friends with. And she goes, and <laughs> my buddy here, my English girl. <laughs> my buddy over here, the English girl. <laughs> and then she's talking to Dorit. And Dorit goes, I'm not English. And then Erica goes, she's from Connecticut, bitch. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I don't think Kathy knows Dorit's name. She didn't know her name. And uh, my buddy my, over here, the my... English girl. <laughs> I don't think Kathy likes Dorit. No. Yeah, because she's like friends with Kyle. But also because <laughs> I wonder if like her and Kyle's little like spat on the plane has made Kathy flare up. Don't talk to my Doogie like that. Don't come for Doogie, you English girl, you English wench. <laughs> and my. <laughs> My buddy over here, the English girl. <laughs> and then <laughs> Dorit's like, and then Kyle goes, Kathy, her name's Dorit, the British lady. And then Dorit's like, I'm not English. My husband's English. And I was like, okay, but you do. You literally have an have affectation. British accent. Yeah, you have like an unplaceable accent. <laughs> My English girl. That might be interpreted by some as being English. You're right. I think she's like in full like protective sister mode and she's just like negging this person that she perceives as like She called her Dorit already. Like she's truly she's a little bit coming for her, but it's hilarious. My buddy over here, my English 
the English girl. My buddy over here, the English girl. <laughs> My buddy. God per- love her. Perfection. She truly is the gift that he- she's carrying this show. Yeah. This and, um, and the Sutton Crystal violation of the century is keeping this show alive. A place of clutch. Truly a clutch, a disempowered clutch praying for mercy from the gods. Fearing for your life from Sutton. Sutton's Sutton. literally the most harmless person in this entire group. If anyone was going to walk on in on me when I was naked... Out of all of them, I would prefer Sutton over anyone else. See, I'm not, I'm not as on Sutton's team as you are, but I, I think she's like, I think her whole like, I'm not that girl kind of like that was, I didn't think it was okay. No, I don't think that was okay, but I like think that she's harmless. Yeah. And like, I think also like growing up in Oklahoma City, like she reminds me a lot of like moms that I grew up around and like, it's just they're funny. I think they're harmless, but they walk themselves into like really treacherous territory. And then to see them like wiggle out of it is like beyond entertaining to me. I thought I especially was... in this day and age, like she would be probably like the generation of like my friend, like my mm-hmm. friend's parents age. So it's like, I don't know, just as like it tickles. She tickles me. I can't help it. I was scared. Old Thomasina. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thomasina over here. I was scared. I called, but I said I had my sister. I had Kyle. I had Erica. And I had, uh, you know, my buddy over here. The, <laughs> the English, English girl. girl. Oh. Sorry, Dorit. She didn't know her name. She didn't know. She was put on the spot and really had to like riff. <laughs> she put on the spot and she fucking screwed the pooch. I I remember, yeah. There's nothing better than Kathy. I went on a retreat and I let, I was like a student leader on a retreat in high school. And this like group that I was like student leading on, like of like peers. Mm-hmm. And at the end we did like, when we came back to the school from the retreat, like our parents were all there and like people talked about their experiences on the trip. And this kid who was in my group who like, I thought we had bonded. He was like, yeah, you know, or he said the teacher's name who led in our group. And he goes, and he pointed to me and he goes, and uh, <laughs> this guy over here. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I can't remember anyone's name ever like immediately as soon as they're in they introduce themselves to me i'm like amazing and then five seconds later i'm like i completely forgot this person's name who are you so i have a lot of buddies over here the english girl in my life my and my and my buddy over here the english girl the english girl (laughs) english Oh. oh God! What else happened? That's it. We're That's gonna all. we end off with more to come, but um, we're gonna see Sutton. You don't want me to get angry, and now I'm angry. She goes, and then Crystal goes, "You're just jealous, Sutton." And then Sutton goes, "Jealous of what? Your ugly pants? Your That's ugly leather?" This episode? No, it's coming up next oh, episode. Oh God! Thank you get a God. little preview. Your ugly leather. That's pants? next episode. Yeah. <gasps> 
you see Crystal and you just see and they're like they're really ugly I'm sorry it's true I don't love a paper bag waist it's just not my mm. it's not my mm. not my style but I love a woman that can pull it off hmm hmm Anyways, my buddy over here, the English girl. The English girl. Old Thomasina. <laughs> there you're doing it again, Thomasina. <laughs> she does have a little bit of that S. Yeah. Thomasina. I love when they ask everyone for their drink order and Kathy goes, I will have a Coke, please. Love it. Is she sober? No, I don't think so, but I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if she's on some like meds. Meds. <laughs> But maybe she's keep I love just like a, having a Coke on the girls' yeah. night out. Guys. Guys. Again, any legal experts weigh in. Um, we'll read more. Yeah, I want to I want another legal ex- expert, a legal expert, a legal expert to weigh in on this week's legal expert. Mm-hmm. And let's get like just some let's get legal arguments going from let's, the readers. Let's I'll see you in court. I'm Team Erica right now. I'm no one's team. I'm Thomasina's team. I'm a team everyone on the show. I think the I think it's shaping up to be a good cast. Lisa yeah. Rinna kind of brings nothing to the table, but she does scream a lot. Yep. Ah! She did that a lot. Yeah. She's ter- she's Terrence and Philip territory. She- <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Anytime anyone says anything to her, she just goes. And, like, that is enough for me. Yeah, that's okay. And I think, yeah, I think everything's working for me. Dorit is kind of like, how does she fit into this mix? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm into it. Guys, you can follow Laura at Lars Marie. Follow Carrie at E. Cario. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.